message last night from Proverbs, and then the storm came, and it changed my message. And so I may bring back that message at some point, but I just felt like God wanted to speak in terms of what we're walking through right now in our own city and uh, the storm that we faced. How many of y'all could feel the wind last night where you live? How many of y'all could hear the wind where you live? <laughs> How many of y'all felt some damage where you live? Do you experience some in your house, your yard, your neighborhood, trees you had to drive around? Yeah. Looks like most of us in this room would, would say, yes, that's us. And uh, in Acts 27, Paul the Apostle was on a boat headed towards Rome. And he wasn't on a cruise ship. He was on a prisoner ship. He had been uh, captured and, and imprisoned for preaching the gospel. And while he was on this ship, a storm started to come. And Paul the Apostle said, men, I believe there is trouble ahead of us if we keep going. Shipwreck, loss of cargo, and danger to our lives as well. But the men ignored Paul's warning, and they went anyways. And they found themselves in the middle of a hurricane. Now... I, what we felt, what we experienced last night felt like a hurricane, and I can say that because I've lived through a hurricane. My wife and I, about 13 years ago, before, before we had any children, now we have five, pray for us, and they're amazing, we love them, but we love them. And um, 13 years ago, we were on a mission trip to Mexico, and we were in Oaxaca, the southern tip of Mexico, and we were ministering in a very poor village in Roca Blanca. And the missions base we were staying in was a rock, three-story building built out of concrete. And it was right on the beach, on the Pacific Ocean. And, uh, and this is, you know, surrounded by impoverished areas. And when we landed there to go and serve and minister to orphanages and uh, churches and do Bible school stuff, a tropical storm began to form. And then it turned into a Category 2 hurricane. Then it turned into a Category 3 and then before we knew it, it had become a Category 4 hurricane. While we were there with 30 young adults from Victory, and uh, this was, my dad had passed away, my mom was pastoring the church at the time, Ash and I, we were leading the college ministry, and here we were trapped in a Category 4 hurricane with our missions team, and the water rose, the ocean came in, filled up the uh, bottom floor, then filled up the second floor, drove all of us to bunk up together the third floor of this mission base, it drove all the birds and bats into that third floor area. There was thousands of birds and bats just underneath there with us. And, and this storm, we thought it was going to last forever. It was intense. The wind, like you felt last night, just 100 plus mile hour winds, rain, lightning all around. Just the fear that began to grip me. And then on top of that, we were running out of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So here we were. We're like, we got to ration out the rest of the Oreos and the, you know, little Pringle cans that we brought because we, we had brought some food with us, but we were running out. The storm lasted 72 hours. So imagine what we felt last night, but times it by three days in a row of nonstop hurricane-like winds and rain and lightning, and it was just hovering over that area of Mexico. And I remember just praying. I was like, God. What, what do you want to do here? Like, what's going on? Are we going to make it? And I was encouraged by Acts 27 because in this moment, they, they caught themselves in a storm. And Paul the Apostle was praying, and an angel of the Lord showed up to Paul and said, Don't be afraid, Paul. You and all of these men will survive this storm. 
I love that it was a ship full of men, and this is a message on Father's Day weekend, because I do think, just like this storm was sent to take out the men of that ship, I think there has been a storm in our society that has been sent to take out the men of the house. There's been a, a, like a, a target on men, and the devil wants to try to steal masculinity from our society. The devil wants to, there's a war on manhood. Um, there's a war on trying to redefine men. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord and we're going to know where our identity comes from. It doesn't come from Budweiser or Target or Disney. It comes from the Word of God. It doesn't come from MTV or Nickelodeon or Fox News or CNN or whatever voice you're listening to out there. we got to come back to the Word of God. And the angel said to Paul, listen to the Lord. Don't be afraid. You and all these men will make it through this storm. And I just got some encouragement for the men in the room. God is with you. You are not alone in your battle. God is for you. God has uniquely designed you to be the man that he's called you to be. And he wants to give you courage. He wants to give you strength. He wants to give you help. He wants to give you the Holy Spirit. He wants to give us hope. And right now, when, when we see a storm that blows through a city like last night, there's areas where there's been a breach in the wall. And I'm reminded of, of in this moment, the storm created breaches in the ship. Areas where, where guys had to fill in the gap. Areas where guys had to figure out how they were going to help each other. The Bible says that iron sharpens iron, so another man sharpens his friend. Men, we need each other. The enemy wants to get us divided because a house divided cannot stand. But a house united is unstoppable against the hits of the enemy. No weapon formed against this house shall prosper. So Paul speaks to the ship and he says, men, we're going to make it, but we got to stick together. We can't try to kill each other because we're angry at each other or we're blaming each other. Right? Friendly fire is sometimes the most dangerous of all. So Paul says, we got to stick together. we got to listen to God and we're going to get through this storm. Four things to remember when you're in a storm. Number one, trust that God is with you. God never leaves you nor forsakes you. When we were in Mexico and that storm kept on hovering, we began to sing worship songs, right? Like this morning, how many of y'all just loved walking into the room and just the choirs up here just singing and just worshiping and no one was necessarily leading the song but we were all just singing. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing can take What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. You have no rival. You have no just imagine those sailors sitting with Paul on that boat in that storm. And I think about 13 years ago being trapped in that hurricane in Mexico and just singing worship and reminding each other. It was like we all started sharing testimonies about times when we thought we weren't going to make it and God showed up and God was there and God met us there. And I think about moments in the Bible where there were guys who walked through storms. 
Guys like Joseph and guys like Noah and Moses and Joshua and Peter and David. And, and, and one of the resounding words throughout scripture is God was with him. God was with Joseph. God was with Noah. God was with Abraham. God was with Isaac. God was with Jacob. God was with Gideon. God was with David. God was with Peter. And God is with you. And God is with Tulsa. And God is with Victory. And God is with your family. And God is with your children. And God is with you. When you're in a storm, the enemy tries to lie to you to say you're all alone. But you're not, my friends. God is with you. Number two, when you're in a storm, just remember, this storm will pass. Storms come, and then they go. They don't last forever. Tough times come, but tough people will last. If you hold on to Jesus. My dad, he used to encourage John and I and my sisters, and he would say, if you don't get bitter, you'll make it. You'll make it. Just don't let the storm get inside you. Don't let the storm out here get on the inside of you. As long as you keep the water out of the boat, you'll float. You'll stay through this. You just got to keep on staying strong on the inside. You got to renew your mind. You got to remind yourself this storm will pass. So thankfully in Mexico, that storm passed and the water began to reside and, and we began to find like canoes and we began to wade through the water uh, right there in Mexico. And, and number three, this is the third point here. When you're in a storm, know that God has a purpose for you on the other side of that storm. God's gonna turn your mess into a message. He's gonna turn your pain into a purpose. He's gonna use that problem you walk through to propel you towards your destiny. So there we were in Mexico and we started hearing needs all around Mexico, people who had been damaged by the hurricane and they, they needed help. Well, there was no one in the United States that could get there within three or four days. But there happened to be a team that was already there, that had walked through the storm, that felt what they felt, that experienced what they experienced, and it was us. And our mission's itinerary changed. We had a plan to do drama, street ministry, do Bible college graduations. For the next seven days, we became the hurricane relief team. And we began to repair broken down homes. We began to restore broken down churches. We began to lift off the branches that had been fallen on different places in orphanages. God is going to use this church in this hour to serve this city. We're going to send out teams starting today, right after the service, to go and minister in North Tulsa, South Tulsa, East Tulsa, West Tulsa, Broken Arrow, Glenpool, Bixby. How many of y'all think our state could use some help and some hope right now? And how about instead of waiting on the mayor or the governor to fix it or PSO, what if the church became the hands and feet for the city right now? What if we were sent for such a time as this to bring relief to people that are hurting, broken, and damaged in more ways than one? People aren't just damaged by a physical storm right now. People are damaged from spiritual storms, emotional storms, storms in their marriage, storms in their family. How do I know this? Because we hear about it every single week at Victory. The enemy is after people right now. And if the enemy can knock out the power on the inside of you, that's what he's really after. See, see, he tried to knock out our power today thinking it would stop this church. He doesn't know us very well because we're, we're stronger than that. There's a power on the inside that's stronger than the power on the outside. And here's why we're here today, because someone needs our help. We begin to serve in that area. We were able to help minister to children. And when you do good deeds, it opens the door for the good news. 
Good deeds open the door for the good news. People begin to see our compassion. They begin to see us bring groceries and help lift off tree branches and help build, rebuild areas that had been damaged. And then they said, we want to hear about what you guys believe and why you're here. And we begin to share the gospel and people got saved as a result of our compassion. I believe this week there's going to be people in Oklahoma that are far from God. But when they see the church being the church. It's going to open their hearts to come back into church, give their hearts to Jesus, and experience restoration, healing, salvation, and forgiveness. Come on, church. How many of y'all believe that's possible? All right, here's my last point right here. I told you we keep church short today. Number four, worship God through it all. I want the worship team to come back out, all the acapella singers, wherever you are. <laughs> Come on, this is a sudden, how many of y'all just love just singing with the piano out here? We just got the piano and we're singing songs together. Worship God through it all. You know, as a kid, I grew up with a really good dad. And one of the things he was known for, notorious for, is that we're going to worship God no matter what we walk through. Something that I'm trying to teach our five kids is that we always have an opportunity to worship God, to give thanks to God. No matter what we go through, no matter what we face. One time our family woke up in the middle of the night and there was a fire in our house. And I remember I was seven years old and I almost died in that house fire. It was 2.30 in the morning. My dad was screaming, get out, get out, there's a fire. Finally, we all got out of the house and we walked across the street that night about 3 a.m. And we're watching our house burn to the ground. Everything we owned was just destroyed by the fire, not just damaged, but destroyed. And my dad said, let's give thanks. I was like, what? And he was like, give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ his son. Give thanks. And we just began to sing. And I remember my dad said, there's always a reason to worship. God is still good. He's still faithful. He protected us. He delivered us. See, the enemy wants to steal your praise. He's after your voice. That's why when the virus came three years ago, one of the first things they said was mask up and shut your mouth. But this church began to release a shout of praise, a song of victory over the virus. The enemy wants to silence the church and he wants to silence men from standing up for what's right right now. And I, I'm just telling you right now, if the enemy can shut down our praise, if the enemy, God said, if the church doesn't worship, the rocks will cry out. We have an opportunity right now that we will never have again in 2023 to wake up after a terrible storm and begin to give thanks to God and say, God, you're still good. You're still faithful. Give it up for the fathers who showed up on Father's Day when they could have stayed home, but they came and they said, let's worship. Let's give thanks to God. Y'all want us just to stand to our feet. We're going to just sing a worship song, and the, the band's going to lead us in a song. But I want, to, I want to do something special today. I want to pray for every man in the room, because I really do believe that we are in a season where we need mighty men of God in the church. We need mighty men of God who know who they are in Christ. I guess my kids are running around here somewhere. I don't know. But... We need mighty men of God to know that they're loved, that they're surrounded, that, that we believe in them, 
that we need them here. And so here's what I'm going to ask all the men to do. Men, I'm, I'm going to ask you to leave your seat. Come and join me at this altar. We're just going to have a moment of surrender. I think this is a, a picture of what the world needs right now is men coming together, coming down to an altar and saying, God, I need you. God, I love you. God, I want to serve your purpose. I want to be a pillar for your kingdom in my community, in my family, in my neighborhood, in this city, in this nation. And women, I'm going to ask you just to cheer on the mighty men. where they walk in the steps that are ordered by God. 
Lord, lead us not down temptation, God. Deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever. God, I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would stir up revival in the men of this house, God. More connect groups. More men serving. More men worshiping. More men wanting to be a part of what you're doing, God, in this hour. More men wanting to mentor young guys and pour their hearts, God, into the next generation. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, God, that you would use us to bless the women of this house, God. Lord, that we would be lifters and supporters, God. And Lord, that we would be protectors, providers, God. And I just bind that spirit of discouragement and fear and depression and defeat. Men, let's just stretch our hands out to the women, the sisters of this house. Let's turn around. Let's just face the congregation, the ladies of, of this house need our prayers, they need our love, they need our words of kindness and gentleness. So Lord, I just pray right now for my own wife. I pray God for my mom. I pray for my daughters. I pray for my sisters. God, I pray for the women of this house, every wife, every mother. God, every single parent mom. I pray for every daughter in this house. I thank you, Lord, that you love them. We pray a blessing over them. We pray, God, just for your strength on them, God. Remind them that you love them, God, that you are their father. God, that you are with them. You are for them. Lord, use us, God, to speak a blessing. God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would help us, God, to be good shepherds, good protectors, good caretakers, good fathers, good brothers. God, I pray, Lord, where the enemy is trying to stir up division between men and women, God, that you're bringing unity in this house. You're bringing strength. And God, use us to bring hope to those that have been affected by the storms here, physically and emotionally. God, let this be a lighthouse for people in Tulsa. Let this be an ark for people searching for a covering from the rain of what's going on out there. And God, I pray, Lord, for peace for every woman, peace that passes all understanding, no anxiety. And God, Lord, thank you for the privilege for us as men in this house, God, to be a man of God. Lord, give us the strength to follow your word. God, to follow your ways. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, church. I love you. God loves you.